Hey pumpkins, it's Nick. The following episode of Copulators Die First contains spoilers about the film we are discussing this week. And if you haven't seen the film, go ahead and give it a watch. Don't worry, we'll be right here waiting for you when you're ready. Yeah, and as always, don't forget to rate, comment, and subscribe on your favorite listening application. Now, on to this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Hi. Hi, Nicholas. Hi, Ange. How you doing? I'm doing okay. <sighs> That's good. We we are not in the same geographical location as we were before. No, and it's done me a broken heart. Yeah, um, yeah. We 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 both are left with broken hearts and healing tattoos. Oh um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Thanks, B. Thanks for my itchy shin. Yeah, I know. Thanks for my itchy arm. But it does. It it, it finished peeling, and it looks it looks really good. I'm excited. Yeah, I'm excited too, man. I am a little bit jealous of your pastiness, though, because... <laughs> per our um, previous uh, conversation about me being pretty Anglo-Saxon looking. Right. Um, I mean, because B did put a good amount of white in mine, so you can tell that it's, you know, like vanilla ice cream. But I'm still like, man, I've never not liked my Mediterranean olive glow. You're but very I- much like uh, like an olive oil kiss goddess. I very much like um, like the olive oil, but um, yeah, I mean, I was just like, I wish it's a little bit whiter, but I don't wish I was a little bit whiter. I love not being super white, but this seems like we're going down a dark alley, so I'm just going to stop it. Yeah, I love my let's tattoo. Put, let's put a cork in that bad boy. Yeah, um, I already know what I want my next one to be. I'm very excited. Um Welcome to the Thunderdome, where all the tattoos come very rapidly after the first one. Oh my gosh, and I'm very excited for this one, but I'm like, should I go back to B? Because, like, that's totally doable, right? Like, Yeah, she, not... I mean, I don't think I'll go anywhere ever. <laughs> right. Unless, unless my, like, unless we move. Well, right, yeah. Unless right. we move, and it's just financially irresponsible of me yeah. to drive that far for... Bethany Hendricks hangs. So. Yes. Yeah. And, and like Arthur hasn't gotten a tattoo in a really long time. Like by like, like, like he hasn't gotten like a tattoo he's really wanted in a long time. Like he got like one of those like $31 Halloween tattoos at the shop. That's pretty close to us um, on Staten Island. But like he has like a whole plan for what he wants to do on his legs and stuff. And I don't really know if he has like an artist that he's like super duper loyal to, because I think he's kind of gotten them from all over the place. But I mean, I would like to find somebody local just because when I have ideas where I'm like, I can afford this right now and I want it to be done, but I want it to be done. Well, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. literally. Um, but this is not a tattoo podcast. So no. Um, 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 okay, so, one, I sound shitty. Two, I, like, feel shitty. Uh-huh. <laughs> Three, the movie that we're gonna review is really shitty. Oh, girl, that's, like, the understatement of, <laughs> like, like, if this movie was on a spectrum of sickness, like, you have the common cold, and this movie is influenza. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Yeah, like I have like maybe like a baby cold with some touch of allergies, uh-huh. but but this film is um, trash, garbage, fire. It, yeah, but like if you sprinkled some Ebola on top of that, 
Yeah, it, it's like, it's not infectious anymore because it's almost dead. <laughs> but it just won't die. But it just won't die. Um, um, also, this is, it's not really Diana's pick for the week, but I, as per you and I had discussed in the thrift store, I had asked her, do I own this? Like, should I buy this? And she said, yes, of course. And now I feel very betrayed by our friendship. <laughs> I mean, it's one of those movies that it was very much of its time, which is the early to mid aughts. Um, literally 2005. Yes. And, <laughs> and it's it's very much that like 2005 heyday of like MTV, um, but like the new MTV that was like walking away from actually being music television and just being mostly reality television programs. But also they tried to shove all the aughts heartthrobs into one yeah. fun like into one funnel. Right. And then they pushed them so hard out of the hole, only like remnants came out. And like um I mean, I just you know, they're like I, 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 so, so this is technically a remake slash reboot of a Vincent Price horror movie called House of Wax. Also, uh, this one was produced by Joel Silver, Robert Zemeckis, and uh, Susan Levin. Robert Zemeckis has done some other good stuff, so I was like, maybe because it was two thousand five, they're like, hey, we're gonna, uh, you know, put 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 a big name on that. I mean, he directed mm-hmm. Forrest Gump. I mean, there he are... won an Oscar for Forrest Gump, but then he made House of Wax. He did not make any. He did not get any awards for this movie. Maybe except, a Razzie. I was gonna say maybe a Razzie, but um, I mean, there's a few redeeming scenes in this movie that are visually cool, um, and highlights. <laughs> but, but comparatively, is it a highlight only because the rest of it is trash? Or is it cool? And I feel like the one scene that I'm thinking of is um, the one that I told you when we were watching it was the thing that always pops out in my head where the one of the teenage heartthrobs, the one that's not Chad Michael Murray. Yeah, Jared um, lucky. When he gets like all the, when he gets captured and he gets all his hair waxed off and then he gets put in that like, wax fountain machine thing and then well I guess it's technically two scenes because first you see that and then you see when his friends go into the literal house of wax which we'll get back to that in a hot second but um they notice that it's him and then there's that probably pretty cheap animatronic of just like the eyes that move in the the wax cast of who's supposed to be that guy um, and then the evil, one of the evil twin dudes comes by and misses the guy and like slices off a part of his face and like you see all the teeth. And I was like, that was cool. Like for the time that was cool. And that would still be cool if they made another house of wax, but like the actual story and acting would also have to just be good to make this a good movie. And like. <laughs> so I mean. The only real link between. 
the original House of Wax and this one is, well, is the title, but also um, the idea that there's a mad person on the loose um, that uses real people to make wax mannequins. Um, But the actual story is a lot different. So in the original, it's that these two business partners have a house of wax and Vincent Price is this artist who is um, very well known and sought after for his wax sculptures and they're not making a lot of money and his business partner is angry um, and he wants him to start making like um, scary uh, like house of horrors type of wax stuff and he's like no that's below me and whatever um and his business partner gets so mad that he burns the house of wax down for the insurance money i mean that makes sense when Um, (laughs) when you work is frustrating just throw it in the trash right and and like literally it melts because it's wax right so there's no remnants of it but it's believed that Vince's Price, Vincent Price's character dies in the fire. Um, but surprise, he doesn't. And then he goes mad. And then he, like, walks around with a wax mask on because of his scarring from the fire. And um, he obsesses over this one woman the whole time who he thinks should be his quote-unquote model for... Um, I forget who it is, but some historical female figure. Um, I think like it's Joan of Arc or something. But regardless, then you come to find out that people are like, oh, this one statue looks a lot like so-and-so who died last week. And the bodies pile up and there's new wax figures and they look like the people that disappeared. And hmm, that's weird. Um, and then you come to find out that when Vincent Price snapped, he started using real people to make his wax figures. And he captures this woman who becomes a damsel in distress. And she almost gets put through like a wax shower machine. like Kind of like the one Jared Padalecki was in. But his was like a, like a, almost like a high chair. It was like a yeah, sitting it was, position. It was, it was uncomfortable-ish to watch because I was like, ooh, you know, but um. But right, so like the only tie to this movie is the concept of a madman using real people to make wax mannequins. Um, and then the t- 2005 version took a lot of uh, artistic liberties. Um, I mean, like, basically, it took that concept of House of Wax and then it like smashed it up in like, a monster cookie dough with like the stereotypical trope of teenagers on a sexually charged field trip and then things go wrong type of situation. And there's the couples that, you know, uh, go off and have sexual relations and then copulators die, um, et cetera, et cetera. But then it's like, oh, also, you know, they break down and the closest thing to them is this little weird town that has this house of wax. And 
I don't think I realized until we just watched it again that there's literally a house made of wax. Wax. Version. And I feel like that artistic decision very much straddled the line between this is stupid and this is a really good idea. But the rest of the movie, all the artistic decisions, the acting, the storyline, etc., pushed it over the fence towards the side of this is horrendously stupid. Um, I don't know. What's your opinion on that? Um, I think it sucks. <laughs> I think it sucks. Um, I think, okay, so what I think about the Melty House, uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like it was the only redeeming thing about this movie, and that made me really sad, because it was very, it was very 2005. There right. were, there were a lot of tracksuits. Oh my god. Um, a lot of camis. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, a lot of spaghetti straps. And, yeah. A lot of spaghetti. Um, uh, a lot of dude bros. Oh, so many. Um, this movie reminded me of all the quote-unquote hot people we went to school with, hanging out and going camping and dying. Yeah, and like you know what I mean. They yeah. made it like disgustingly relatable to that clique that you knew. But you weren't friends with. Yeah, I just feel like um, the casting was questionable. Like, I think, um, what's her name? Alicia Coolbert. I always, I don't know how to say her last name. Yeah, Alicia like, Cuthbert. Yeah. Yeah, like, you know her from all the things, but, like, she's one of those actresses that, like, never, like, had, like, a breakout, whatever. No, um, I only know her from one thing. Well, now two, but, uh-huh. yeah. What else do you know her from? Um, the Girl Next Door. Oh, see, I know her from Happy Endings, which was a show that deserved to be on TV longer, but then didn't make it. Um, um, me, me with Pushing Daisies, so I understand fully. Oh, yeah. There's, there, everyone has that show. Um, like, I have many of those shows, honestly. Um, yeah, don't okay. get me started about One Day at a Time. I'm very upset about it. Okay. Um, you just got to take it one day at a time. Ha, ha, I know. <laughs> I know. Oh, God. It's like oh, the worst crap. The worst irony in the world that... <laughs> <laughs> that's the title of the show. Anyhow. So, yeah, like, I don't have many thoughts on this movie because it's like, whatever. Um, it's not going to take us long to go through the plot of this movie because a lot of it is, like, fluffer filler. Um, um, I think I also just did. <laughs> right yeah like I mean, hot, hot people go camping and they pretty much all die i mean quite honestly like look on the imdb page this is this is the summary a group of unwitting teens are stranded near a strange wax museum and soon must fight to survive and keep from becoming the next exhibit that is the plot there is not much else to it I mean, because there's not much else to it yeah um <laughs> i guess i guess the big draw to this I, reimagining of how, but like whose idea was it to make a reimagining of House of Wax? And whose who was idea? Like, Who's you know, in like, charge? But then, but then, like, then they were like, we need a star to really pull people into those seats. You know ah. who we should get? Paris Hilton. That's gonna do it. 
Hell yeah. Because, you know, she's known for her acting, you know? Um, I mean, the Razzies thought so. She won Best slash Worst Supporting Actress. Of course she did. Because she, she was, was the only like, one that won the Razzie. It was nominated was... for Worst Picture and Worst Remake or Sequel, but Neri did it win. I want to know who was worse than that. Yeah, because I feel like for that year, they should have swept all categories. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm Googling. Razzie's 2005. But yeah, so my point is, it's like questionable that they even inserted Paris Hilton into this, um, especially because her catchphrase is that's hot. That's and hot. this movie is about wax. Um, the winner for Worst Picture that year was Halle Berry's Catwoman. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I feel like these two are tied. I couldn't, I wouldn't I be able know. to go either way. I kind of understand why it didn't win because Catwoman was I, a, hot, a hot wet trash fire. I really I honestly <laughs> don't have words for that Catwoman. Um, <laughs> I recall there being a video game. Oh, was there? Um, And I never played it. But um, Arthur oh, maybe did. I, oh, what? I want to know his take. We can we could do a whole episode on things that make us angry and include the Catwoman up, uh, video game. Well, Arthur's really big on playing stupid adaptations, right? Like from PlayStation Two era. Yeah. Um, and I remember him saying that like he beat it, but it was almost completely unplayable. And, like, I never even saw the full Halle Berry version of Catwoman because I couldn't deal with it. Like, I thought that it was supposed to be, like, a Batman franchise movie. And then it was just, like, not. And it was just a woman that happened to, like, be a Catwoman. Like, I don't know. I don't remember enough about it to really speak on it. But I do remember that it was a wet trash fire. Um, So I, I understand... I could understand. It was probably a toss-up, you know, because it was, like, really great actress in a horrible movie, and why did she do this questionable film? Or reality star doing basically a job as expected, which was badly. Or maybe, just maybe, she thought she could make herself a star. I'm sure she did. <laughs> but, you uh, know, she will live in infamy. She will live think, in infamy. Do you think Britney Spears wrote her song Lucky about Paris Hilton? When did it come out? I I, I don't think she did. I mean, she probably didn't, but... <laughs> these, mean, are, these are things that keep me up at night. Do you think Paris Hilton cries in her lonely heart? Maybe. I mean, maybe not. She's a DJ now. Of course she is. I mean, oh. she's a... Yeah, she's a DJ, so, I mean, I don't know. I wonder if she plays her own songs. Oh, like, that one? Even all the stars are Even all the stars are blind. Yeah, I mean, that's the one. That's the one. Honestly, that song could have been a lot worse. And, again, because Arthur has an attraction to train wrecks, he <laughs> likes that song a lot. <laughs> Um, I was friends with this girl in high school. Her name was Patricia, and uh, she used to cut my hair. And her her AOL screen name were, was Stars 
A R Z. Letter R. Blind. I mean. <laughs> I mean that's not 2005. I don't know what the fuck is. Yeah, no. I mean, it was for the time. It was a prolific song, you know. Yeah. I Paris Hilton was looked over for her genius, obviously. That's why she's brassy. Somebody had to recognize her. Um, yeah. And also, um, where was I going with that? Oh, like if I could, I would put that "Stars Are Blind" song, anything from Hillary Duff during that time period, oh. and, and whatever the fuck uh, Lindsay Lohan was also doing. I want to say oh. it was "Freaky Friday," like that soundtrack, and like I want to put that in a time capsule for my children. D- like. <laughs> Girl, girl. So the band that's in Freaky Friday. Yeah. So the song that they sing at the end, I think it was like the ultimate or something. Like, so full disclosure, I obviously owned the Freaky Friday soundtrack. Right. Duh. I think I still do somewhere. I yeah. mean, it's good. It's, great. It, it's somewhere. It is. But I, I just I remember being so obsessed with that movie because um, Jamie Lee Curtis and I've always kind of loved uh, Lindsay Lohan. Ooh. And also, <laughs> this this is a very specific um, throwback. But do you recall the Nickelodeon show Taina? I do. Yeah. So Taina was the other was one of the other girls in the band in Freaky Friday. Yeah, Taina was like um, Nickelodeon trying to make it quote unquote ethnic. Oh yeah, she's gonna yeah. see name and lights. She's Taina. Man, that show was. Oh my god, it spoke to my little Latina heart. I mean, she, she was the Selena of my generation. She like Taina was like seriously Selena for like one minute. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, she got her, uh, oh you know, her her and she was out, man. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I remember it not being a horrible show either. Should we make a Taina recap podcast on the side? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I mean that brings us to our boner episode, but we'll get to that later. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So regardless, I'm still trying to rack my brain to figure out a good way to make a joke about how Paris Hilton's tagline or catchphrase is that's hot, but she's in a movie about wax and wax melts Um, when it's hot. Just like the house of wax. This movie's hot. I don't know. I hate it. I hate it. I want want a divorce from this movie. You know what? Honestly, I think the irony there speaks for itself. um, That's hot. Do you think that was purposeful? I mean, do you think they thought they were funny or witty when they did that? Or do you think they were just placating to her brand and it just so happens that they were already trying to make a House of Wax remake? Like, probably, probably none of these things are true. And it was probably just a coincidence. But like, if I was any part of the creative team for this remake, I mean, like, I have to assume that Paris Hilton did not really audition for this movie. It was one of those, like, you're a star of the time. Do you feel like you might want to have a hand at branching out into acting? And, like, if the script was not done yet and they knew that she was going to be in this movie, they should have made her character say that's hot at least once. 
And she didn't, and that makes me sad. Like, like, especially, <laughs> yeah, they did not. Um, but, like, her character specifically does not have much time within the House of Wax, if any, actually. I don't think no, she... No, I think, I think she dies time. before. So it would it would have been funny if, like, you know, <laughs> she touched a candle or something, and she was like, ow, that's hot. Yeah, like, because they actually had candles going at the same time. Yeah, like, I don't know. And, like, also... Or like if, or like if she did get captured and was turned into a mannequin, like while she was basically dying from unending nerve pain from uh, the shower of wax upon her, she could have. Oh, like, her last yeah. dying words could have been like, "Ah, that's hot." <laughs> I mean, like I freak out if I like burn my mouth on fucking pizza. Like, yeah. no, yeah, I don't want that. Right. And also that brings me to very briefly our is this medically accurate corner. I think I just realized that what's his name? Heartthrob that got turned into the piano player mannequin. Yeah, Jared Padalecki, yep. I don't think he would have been, I don't think he would have survived that. I think he would have either died or gone like... into shock and yeah. coma from the horrible amount of nerve pain that he would have been in. What I mean, when I, like, I don't know. I don't know. I have medically accurate questions. And there are no answers, so I'm not gonna, I'm not I'm gonna. Thinking, yeah. With a movie like this, I literally could not give two less of the shits. I mean, we have Paris Hilton trying to be an actress. We have a literal house of wax. I... It's just like um, Alicia Cuthbert, that bad boy asshole that was uh, Chad Michael Murray. Uh-huh. Um, oh God, what's this kid's name? Um, not Cousin Skeeter. Robert Richard, not Cousin Skeeter. But he was cousins with cousins with uh, Skeeter. Who, who are we talking about? Who's Skeeter? Do you remember that Nickelodeon TV show? Cousin Skeeter and like no, this guy was in it and Cousin Skeeter was a fucking puppet and nobody ever explained why. No, I don't remember this at all. Oh, bless your heart, you're so lucky. All right, well, eh. I feel like I was more of a Disney Channel kid. Like I very much appreciated Nickelodeon because everybody was always like, "Hey, your name's Nick Nickelodeon," and like, oh yeah, I can see that getting annoying. Like all the major hits, like I knew about obviously, and like I, I. I really did like Fairly Odd Parents and like My Life as a Teenage Robot. I remember that show. Um, but I think I was more of a Disney Channel kid. I mean, maybe that's why you and Deanna got along so well. Uh, yeah. Or, you know, it's just because we're both quality human beings. Hey. I mean, like, I'm into that. I feel the same way about you guys. So mm-hmm. that's fine. Yeah. You know? I mean, right. So, so yeah. I mean, just get getting back to this movie because I feel like we could very much just talk about it without talking about it and and it deserves at least one minute of true attention given the fact that this uh episode is about this movie um (laughs) just like like here's the thing it's not horrible it's just not good and um it it gives me no feels whatsoever like i have no strong negative feelings about it (laughs) but I have absolutely no strong positive feelings about it either. And going back to the Paris Hilton thing, like the other point I want to make is like, 
She's hardly ever on screen, but they heavily advertise this as like Paris Hilton being in this movie. And um, I do find it angering as a female loving feminist um, that the majority of her scenes were her thinking or talking about having sex with her boyfriend um, her strip teasing for her boyfriend and then she quickly died after there was coitus that happened <laughs> um, and she basically died by getting deep throated by a giant pipe yeah so yeah. if that's not subtext I don't know what is I mean isn't that how she got famous in the first place I mean you're you're not wrong but okay. um so maybe she was playing an homage to herself in a humorous, making fun of herself way. That's how I'm going to look at it. So that All way right. I don't feel so bad. <laughs> you can totally look at it that way. I will look at it from the bleeding heart, liberal feminist side of things where even though Paris Hilton has made some questionable life decisions, um, I still respect her body of work and I respect her as a human and I don't think she deserved to be exploited as a sex symbol um, just to try to, like, sell this movie. And, like, why did they even put her in this movie if, like, to like I get it. Like, the exciting part of this was that Paris Hilton's in it. And, like, probably there would have been a lot of backlash if Paris Hilton's character didn't die. Right. But, like, mm, whatever. I, mm, I, <sighs> Uh, whatever. Bam. It's fine. It's fine. We're over it. Um, we're over it. So, so yeah. My my other thoughts on this movie. One, there's these like killer twins, and they work together to kill. Um, they're both really obsessed with injuring people by severing their Achilles heel. Yeah, it's really disgusting, and I had trouble watching it. Yeah, that was that was a big issue for me as well. Um, and like Paris Hilton didn't really get like the, the guy that got turned into the mannequin, like he legit got his Achilles heel, like sliced straight up when Paris Hilton got injured in the foot area, like the foot ankle area, like the guy basically put a knife like through her foot and ankle. Ugh. Like, I don't understand what the obsession was with that specific type of injury in this film, but no thank you. Um, I have a thought. Mm -hmm. Maybe they chose that specific area because they didn't have to show a lot of blood and thusly not spend a large amount of money on their budget on blood. I mean, perhaps. That's maybe... just a theory. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. That's anything. just a theory. Um, a movie theory. What, I don't, why, whatever. I don't know why that just came out of my mouth. Um, it's okay. Like maybe, maybe the point was like to try to incapacitate them so they couldn't move. Like, I don't know. But then, then whatever. So, so number one, ouch, me no want to see that. Two, um, the whole like last 10 to 15 minutes the sequence of us discovering that the house is literally made of wax. It was like, 
it was a beautiful, literal, visual metaphor for the movie itself. And it was almost comical. There was nothing profound about it. It was just like the actual fuck is happening because yes, the house is made of wax. Okay. Like maybe I can accept that. Right. But now there's a fire raging in the basement. So the house is literally melting. Um, Totally get it. All right. Um, But then why in the midst of that happening, if you are trying to get away from a insane psycho killer, would you run up literally stairs that are melting as you walk up them? The mushy stairs. The mushy stairs. It's like running up a fucking, like, what are they called? The moon bounces? You know? Yeah. And then, and then she's like on that bed that's like turning into like basically a waterbed as she's straddling it because it's melting because it's made of wax. Like, <laughs> they really, they really hit you over the head hard with the whole like house of wax thing. There is a house, it is made of wax, and wax is melty. Like, this is like a whole melty fun house of insanity and, like, tomfoolery and buffoonery and, like, full-on fuckery. Like, the house is literally having a meltdown. Oh, my God. And and so was I. So was I. I mean, same, same. I was melting. I was melting into the couch because I just couldn't identify with how dumb... This movie is, but yet I did enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's the thing. Like, I didn't, I didn't not enjoy myself, but I think it was more because we were together. It was very reminiscent of our adolescence, where we would purposefully watch horrible movies. I mean, will this be the the worst movie that we watch on purpose ever together? Absolutely not. No, I don't think so. Not if Matt has his way about it. Especially that yeah um uh more to come about that in the future as well in the future because we don't have any plans i don't know anything we're just we're just planting a lot of like little bombs for you guys aren't we um easter eggs little easter eggs little little seeds of doubt maybe um i planted or... enough of those in myself this week so Ugh. you know you know hashtag relatable jesus <laughs> Um, okay, so let's, let's just, let's do something different, okay? Uh-huh. Um, we already took a shit all over this movie. We did, we read this, we read this to pretty much filth, it's done. Libra- library's open, but we're gonna close it for a second. Okay. Um, new thing that I think we should try, since we just took a big fat Cleveland steamer all over this bad boy. Oof. Maybe we should pick out our favorite death of the video oh girl you kind of give this a little uh levity make it feel better about itself like i'm sorry you did really badly but this is where you tried girl this is gonna be called the mama tried corner (laughs) all right well i can already sense this will become a thing i like the mama tried corner let's let's give it a let's give it a whirl shall we all right so so mama tried 
Um, Mama tried. She sure she did. Tried. She tried real hard. Um, I mean, here's the thing. There's, like, not really many deaths in this movie. Okay, I'll take a favorite mutilation, because I have one. Well, so, so here's... Stay with me here. Okay. We don't see this person die. Sure. But I think my favorite death, per se, is actually the mom's death. Like, the, the twin's mom. Yeah. Um, because there's a big scene where, you know, uh, Alicia, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And, and the other dude, they, yeah. they, they get to the town. They're looking for help. And they walk into that church. And the one semi-attractive twin is, like, at the church and dressed as the priest. And it looks like there's a funeral going on. Right. And it's the funeral for... As we come to find out, their mama. Um, but it's but it's basically a never-ending funeral on loop, right? Which I did not hate the concept of. So that's okay. my favorite quote. Okay. Death. Okay. Um, I don't really have a favorite death because. <laughs> You don't really see a lot of them in this movie. They're just kind of like, you know, they have eventually died. Right. Yeah. Um, but my favorite mutilation is when Alicia Cuthbert is sticking her little her little piggy through her, her phalange through oh. the uh, the grate. And uh, Dalton's like, oh, sorry, hold on. One second. He like leans down to like tie his shoe and he cuts her fucking fingertip off. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was another very Geezy, like squee- squeamish moment for me. It, yeah, it gives me the yucks, and I hate watching it. Like, I hate, hate watch it. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean, yeah. There's a there's a special place in my existence for that mutilation. I don't know, maybe because I'm always afraid of like cutting my fingernails too short. I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I, I'm very sensitive to phalange things. I will I'm say very- that. I'm very uh, sensitive. I'm just gonna say that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm sensitive, and I, I gave into peer pressure. <laughs> uh, you hit me with the phone, the phone you dick. dick. Uh, um, that was conversation. I enjoyed that, but me too. I'm I'm coming. Around, yeah, I'm I'm coming around to the fact now that this movie really did try super hard and I almost kind of feel bad about trashing it now I know I feel like this is like someone's child that just can't tie their shoes even though they're 12 yeah it's like <laughs> all the like all like if you separate things out like this specific scene and then this specific scene they're they're done well and they're creative and they're pretty not horrible. But when you put it all together, <laughs> it's not the best thing. That's a really good review of this film. Pretty <sighs> not horrible. <laughs> if, 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 you, if you throw them all into a pot and, you know, melt them down together into one candle. Yeah. Um, it's like all of the scenes are little candles that are different colors. 
And yeah. then when you throw them all in the pot together and you melt them down, yeah, all the colors just turn into like a shit brown. Yeah, or like a really dark like purple, like yeah. a mauve. Like you're and, like I didn't there wasn't any red in here. What happened? Yeah, and then and then and then you don't enjoy it anymore. No. No. Um I, I, I want to enjoy this. Yeah. So then <laughs> so then so then you light that candle <laughs> and you let it burn. All the way to the ground. Yeah. Yeah. And that's and that's this movie. Yeah. yeah. I don't hate it. So was- um we're, so, we're, we're really we're doing good with the metaphors this time I'm, that's, I'm okay that's what this episode it. is for it's for metaphors it's the melty metaphors oh oh, oh i went there oh. I said it. what no <laughs> bow, bow, bow. Mm-hmm. um all right so i mean there's no there's no use beating around the bush on this thing how many pumpkins do you want to give this bad boy um um, I'm gonna give it like I'm gonna give it two. I'm gonna give it two pumpkins. Okay, that's fair. I'll give it I'll also I'll give it two and a half. Because that half is mama given a try. Right. Yeah, mama mama did try. Um so, Yeah, so we gave it here. Uh, I mean that's pretty on par with like what Rotten Tomatoes gave it. So our Rotten Pumpkin score is about the same. Yeah. So so our score is like 45%. Oh, that's better than Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes was 25. Oh, wow. I didn't think it was that bad. Oh, wait. No. No. I'm, did I do my calculations correct? It's 4.5. Out of 10. Out of 10. <laughs> so it's almost 50. It's like a 44. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's a 45%. Yeah, that's not terrible. All right, so I yeah I was I wasn't wrong in my calculations. I can still do simple math. Go me. Um, um mom, mom, do you okay? Another thing that I wanted to try is, um, uh, you know, we've been getting a lot of support on this crab ass little podcast network, right? Yeah. Like we're just we've become like a like a community, and and we're really doing our best to like try and support each other, and um, so. In the vein of that, um, I would like to suggest a Instagram of the week to follow for me. I mean, you could feel free to do the same thing, but um, this one also coincides with this episode. Okay. So my Instagram of the week is actually Wax Queens K W E E N S, and um, just like us, they they just hit three hundred followers, so they are. Um, having a giveaway so we by the time this airs you have like what 24 hours nick before submissions are done um yes midnight so, on the east yeah midnight on the east um so midnight on the east on the 8th of april we will have i don't think we'll have a decision but Mm-mm. the it'll be closed the contest will be closed Con- contest will be closed so um in addition to entering ours, go ahead and enter theirs because they got some really good smell and stuff. Um, I happen to know them personally, and so do you. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, you can't you can't do a whiff through your phone, but if you'd like to get a whiff in real life, go ahead and enter their giveaway and our giveaway. Um, yeah. Any, is there any other orders of business besides our boner episode that we're going to talk about? Not really talk about. It's coming. 
I mean, we'll talk about it really briefly because we might as well because we've brought it up a couple times now. But um, I mean, honestly, I, I got to say that um, I've been seeing a lot more activity on the podcast since we moved over to Anchor. Um, and this podcast episode technically is actually sponsored by Anchor, but also um, I'm just excited that we did the move because we're starting to um, see more of the interactions that are happening with our episodes. And that's very exciting to see that people are listening and that we're not just doing this for ourselves, even though we probably would anyway. Um, Absolutely. This is a labor of love in all honesty. um, Yes. And um, I mean, we're just, we're like, we're like 40 or so followers away from a thousand. Wow. That's great. And if you guys aren't, following us on instagram totally do it we're just at copulators die first all one word um i do my best to put up witty queer content that's horror adjacent um (laughs) and for anyone who has uh rated us on itunes thank you very much please do that um, it really helps us get noticed. Once we hit like 30 reviews, we'll go into the new and noteworthy section of the Apple podcast store thing. Like their directory? I guess. But so like that would be really cool because then more eyes will get onto the podcast. And I didn't even know that was a thing. I didn't know you had to have 30 comments. I mean, that's that's what the Internet tells me. Who knows? Um but either way, if we could get to 30, that would be great because we're at nine right now. Um, what else um, in terms of quote unquote housekeeping? Um, uh, we house, have, of, house of wax keeping? House of wax keeping. <laughs> um, we have a pretty good amount of entries into our contest so far, which is like super duper exciting. But if you guys haven't entered, like totally do because... We feel like the prize pack that we've assembled is very us, very copulators die first, and just like also pretty awesome all around. Um, I think my favorite item in there is the Marsha Brady pop vinyl figure. Um, <laughs> that's, our, that's our Easter egg. It's like a very, this is a very specific Easter egg. And if you don't know what we're talking about, please go listen to the Bitches of Eastwick episode as well as the prom night episode, um, because then you'll understand. And also, the Bitches of Eastwick episode is, like, a really good episode, too. That was really fun. Um, Um, I think Bitches of Eastwick and uh, the Scream episode are probably my top two. uh, Scream is definitely in my top two, and I honestly don't know what the other one is. But, um, I mean, I I think the Child's Play one was really fun. Yeah, I'm so excited for the new Child's Play because Mark Hamill. Yeah, and then I'm like, so are they just announcing that he's doing the voice, or is he already recorded it? Cause like, it's already done. I mean, he comes right? out. It comes out in what May? Yeah, like it must be done already. Because I was, I was questioning that in my mind. Like, is that how Hollywood works? Because like, how could they have done the whole movie? Huh. Like, they could have done the whole movie with just like you know someone standing in for Chucky and all that stuff. But like, 
I feel like that's not how Hollywood works nowadays. So I didn't see that being a thing. And they were probably just like making a whole big deal about it. But like he already recorded his parts. But um, I still don't know how I feel about the remake. Um, I think I'll feel better once I know exactly what the origin of the new Chucky doll is. Because if it's like just technology attacking humans, then I'm just like, ugh. But I'll still watch it. I mean, I'm gonna see it regardless. Like, let's be honest. But I like, mean, yeah. So my wife and I are gonna go see Pet Cemetery on Saturday. Oh, Pet Cemetery! I'm excited for you. Gotta tell me how it is, cause I will, girl. You know I will. Yeah. Um. Anyway, I I think that's it for housekeeping. I think so. Um, Arthur still needs to see us, and we were supposed to go see it this weekend, but then I got food poisoning, and it was a great way to end my vacation. Slash your birthday weekend. Slash my birthday weekend, but I did lose, like, three pounds because... Way to I, go. I, I, I did nothing. I did nothing. <laughs> I, I literally did nothing. I did not eat. I did nothing but sleep. And when I woke up, I was like, oh, my God, I just I feel so light and airy. <laughs> I feel um, so much thinner. Oh, yeah. Um, Arthur, could you tell me where I lost the three pounds? Yeah. No, my face did thin out a little bit. And I was like, oh, interesting. Um, but I mean, like, I guess, like, you know, year 31 for me is supposed to be like my goal is to, like, have it be my like, do you watch um, do you watch? What the hell is the show? Of course, I don't remember the name of it right now. The Goldbergs. No, but I've I've seen it. I've seen parts okay. of it. I've never seen it from start to finish. Okay, so, I've maybe seen clips, if mm-hmm. anything. So Beverly Goldberg is the mom. Sure, she is probably the most accurate depiction of what I might be as a parent. Okay, uh, but this season she's having a bevolution where like all of her kids are getting older and she has more time for herself and she's just like. She's doing things for her. So I'm having my own version of a bevolution. It's just Nickelution doesn't doesn't sound good. So no, it's your bevolution. Just own it. My, we're just gonna say it's my bevolution. It's fine. Um and like I guess it was a good jump start to trying to like eat healthier and things because my body was like, you cannot put anything in me for the next 24 hours. So it was a nice reset. So Thank you, Chorizo Taco, for um, ruining me for the last couple days of my vacation. Um, it, it, it wasn't fun, but in retrospect, maybe it was what I needed. Um, and that is some real new age namaste bullshit. Um, but whatever, that's how I'm coping with it, you know? Yeah. Um, so anyway, speaking of what I was, so we were going to go see us and then we didn't because I wasn't sure I would be able to make it through the movie. If you know what I mean. Yep. Um, so we still have to go see it again. But speaking of us, um, we've been talking about this little mini, little mini boner episode. Um <laughs> So so we decided to call our mini-sodes boner episodes. Um, but that's because you can't put chode episode right. anywhere on the internet. Yeah. They'll get mad. I, I, I guess we got to boner because boner sounds like bonus. Yeah. Boner is like funnier and gayer. Um, <laughs> boner sure are pretty funny and gay. <laughs> they, I mean, you know, all, all of them are, you know. They're yeah, like little mini rainbows in your pants. For 
Hooray! 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 <laughs> That's the sound of a boner. Hooray! That's really good. <laughs> oh my god. I hope so. I mean, I've never, I've never encountered a boner in real life, but I hope that's what they sound like. Girl, I mean, I Hooray! get it. Hooray! I mean, maybe, maybe homosexual boner. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, uh, that seems more accurate. Anyhow, so, <laughs> but what we really wanted to call them was because we were talking about these are short episodes. It's a boner, and what is a short boner? <laughs> Uh, a chode? Yes, exactly. <laughs> so so we're going to lovingly call them chode episodes, but on paper they'll be boner episodes because that seems more appropriate. It'll probably still get, like, you know, um, start out on iTunes or whatever, but... We, we might get an angry email. <laughs> I feel like we literally cannot put chode episodes. <laughs> That just, I don't think we can. Can I email iTunes? Can we play <laughs> hey, chat? Can, really can we play chat? We want to call these short episodes, chode episodes. And like, I don't know. Do you feel like that's flagrant <laughs> and wordy? Um, do you think we're going to get a foul on the play on that one? Yeah. But yeah, so so our first boner episode is going to be about, <laughs> us about, because about us. While we were together in the same geographical region, we did see us on opening weekend, and we had thoughts about it. Most of them positive. Um, we just haven't gotten around to it yet, but we will very soon. It's gonna so, happen, I promise. Yeah, <laughs> you'll, you'll have you'll have your chode episode, and the contest will be ending soon. It'll be the basically so many things all at once because the contest is gonna end. And then with the launch of our new mascot, we're going to be also um, announcing who won the contest because they gave us the best name for our mascot. Um, and then we'll have our new final logo and branding all figured out um, with our little little friend, Ice Cream Cone Scream Ghostface is how i <laughs> describe him right now melty ghost face yeah melty ghost face ice cream cone thing with jimmy's and sprinkles the sprinkles hooray the, <laughs> the sprinkles hooray yes in the words very versace yes gross okay on that note um it is drag race night and i know you can't watch but i have to I watch it i'm not gonna tell I- you I'm, i won't tell you I mean, you know, it's fine. I'll watch it with Arthur once he's home. Um, okay. But he's he's being studious and being a student of the masters of the degrees right now. So, um, I mean, I don't know. I feel like our our visit was very wonderful and almost in a way transformative because we really got to nail some things down for where we want to go with everything. And um I feel like we had very adult meetings with ourselves. Yeah, I feel like we're stepping into the next phase of the the revolution, bevolution (laughs) of of uh, I almost said House of Wax. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think that can go anywhere. No, I meant of copulators die first. And um, I think, you know, we're, we're having fun and we're glad that you're all along for the ride. And we hope that you bring in some more friends to enjoy with us and that we can spread our gay message further and, um, you know, uh, spread our gay agenda, which is really just watch horror movies. 
you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, just, just did I just, out with us. Did I just make up another tagline for the podcast? Maybe. Use it. See what happens. No, I uh, use it or lose it. All right. Well, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to put it on the back burner for now. OK. Um, but uh, yeah, so so that was House of Wax, plus many other things. Um, you should go because Drag Race and yes. um, I should go because I have housework to do. So Excellent. super. Thanks for asking. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, wow. Like, totally freaked me out. I said, right on. Taro, shower, number one. Do you know where that came from? I just did it. Yeah. Oh, you did? Okay. Yeah, so. I, was just, I was just doing the dance. I was doing the choreo. Oh. You can see me. So, yeah. yeah. This, is why, this is why we're best friends, obviously. Obvi. Alrighty. Well, uh, see y'all next week, pumpkins, and keep on mm-hmm. keeping on. Yeah. Bye. Bye.